0: Okay, we are starting now what one can call a real secret, secretive part of the Sharabi Tachin. I'll explain to you what I mean by soid, by secret, but before that, we're dedicating this class both to Simone's sister, uh, Perel, Fredel, Bas, Soralea. She will have it. for Shalema, as well as to a Infant Maya Aviva Bas Leia Helen may she have it of shalema Amen. So those of us that are using the Shahra, we're talking from kahas, we are going to page seventy-nine. Even though that normally I I, I I I read most of it by heart, I'm gonna make an effort, I'm talking to myself to today, Dafka today and maybe for next week if we don't finish it today, to, to to do it more from the inside. But let me tell you what we're gonna be learning. As we mentioned in the third chapter, we are going through five introductions that enable the person to get to be This fifth introduction is dissimilar to everything we learned until now, mamash. You can call this a topic for itself. I'm going to call this part of the soyd, of the secret of the Torah, which is why I want to be very faithful to what he's writing the question that he'll answer and the questions that he'll bring up and he'll declare have no human answers will be in the world in the realm of why did Hashem create the world in a way that almost everything will come to us only with our effort Now, in the context of Shadah Bitochen, this is an amazing topic. An amazing topic means, even though it's a topic for itself, but don't forget that everything we have been learning until now was the reaffirming of the fact that Hashem is running the world. It's all God. And the goal of Bitochen is to give ourselves over to God in a way that we are Batuach, to this truth that God is running the world. You know, parenthetically, there's something very cute. There was a yid that um, shared that in Yechidis, the Rebbe told him something, and he responded that God will help. To which the Rebbe told him, God doesn't help. Shocking words. The Helfen, I want you to know is a very normative Yiddish expression. This has to don't don't stop the recording here because God forbid it's not it's not what it sounds like. They never told him God does everything. I mean God is helping. God, God is helping gives the impression you know I'm doing it and God is my helper. There are many truths and that's the beauty of Yiddishkeit and dafke putting them together, which sometimes becomes impossible, at least gives us the picture of that there's something beyond our grasp. Up until now, it was on the premise of this Yechidis. Not God will help, it's God's world. Except that this is God's plan, and everything is Vashgach pratis. and the more you you, you have Bitochem, the less anxiety you're going to experience, etc., etc. Everything until now was endless. We're going to have to shelve it. Not because it's not true, because we're going to be focus on, focusing on a whole nother dimension. And that is the need for our effort. And that's whenever you learn Shara Bitochen, even until now, every time it came up, if that's the case, what's the point of even making an effort? Like when he spoke so much about pursuing a livelihood and how much effort and don't travel to make a living because... Hashem is going to bring you the parnasa, And Hashem is bringing us the parnasa, And the parnasa is manna from the heavens. to it was in the desert. Emes. Emes, Emes. Nothing that we're saying now. Chas Shalom is taking away from that Emes. But we have to expand our brains. And now speak about human effort. And he's writing things that only someone with Ruach HaKodesh can write. We're learning Torah. And some of what he's writing will really, can really change your life or change my life or change our lives, mamush. And some of what he'll write are certain questions that he'll affirm and confirm that we don't have the capacity to answer. We can have possibilities, but not certainties, but there'll be some unbelievable statements that he's gonna make. Okay, Atkan the page 79. And all of this is part of the hagdama, that's the beauty, that in order for me to have better bitachon, I have to address it. And I know why, I understand this, because whenever you speak about the person, that it's God's world and everything, is Ashgach and it's and we spoke that God loves you and God is gonna be good for you even if you don't deserve it, which is Amis. So then people say, so where do I come in? So what's my part? My part, first of all, is to have bitachon and everything that we mentioned above, and we're gonna come back to it. But in order for my questions not to get in the way of my betachen I have to verbalize my questions. And that is, is it all God? Isn't there something that's on me to do? And there is. Oh. So let's go. The fifth introduction, which a person should fully comprehend. That, that the completion of all matters in this world, post-God creating them, will be who? Its completion will come about in one of the two ways. Now let me just clarify what I mean by completion. Hashem is the provider. Hashem is the creator. Hashem is the driver. Hashem is the boss. Any word you want to use. Hashem is giving you food, I'll say out by heart an example. Hashem gave you food, not the food that we have today. God gave us the food in the manna. The manna fell in the desert. And you're the tzaddik, you're the tzadkanias, and it fell at your doorstep. You know what you need to do? You got to do something. You got to pick it up. Eat it. You got to eat it. We'll use this mushroom soon. Even if someone put the food in front of you, and you made no effort for that, because God is giving it to you, Emes. But you still have to do something so he's going to say that our part to bring things to its completed state after god god's doing god's part can be categorized in one of the two ways number one turning to page 80 is one is, is that the item that God is making is going to be completed by God. Water. Who makes water? God makes water. Who makes bread? How would you answer that? See, it's a partnership. God, Dafke made the world in a way, maybe you can say, my mushel of bread, after Chet, Adam and Chavon could be, because the, you know, the shot is, is that prior to that, bread grew on the, on the, on the vine, not, not in the world that we live in, and the world that we live in is being made by God, and it's being made for a purpose. No, it's not just a punishment. There's a purpose to that. There are many things in the world that that there are many means and many steps which need to happen for that item to be in its completed state. Sometimes, sometimes only very few steps need to be taken. And there are certain things that for the world to be the way God wants the world to be, for the world to be the way we know now it's in a completed state, many, many steps needs to be done by human effort. That means by me, by you, after God's creating that item. In other words, we see from the world doesn't contradict anything we learned last week. But there are certain things that God does. And God says, from here until the shleimus, you. Now, the things that need many steps, some of those steps are revealed to us. Some of those steps are concealed from us. Electricity. When God made the world for X amount of years, we did not have electricity. God created the world with that potential. God made everything. We are really not doing anything new, but we are evolving things. We are bringing things to its completed state. Some of them are hidden. It took a thousand years or five thousand years of human ingenuity and working together and sharing information for us to know how to take God's world and bring it to God's ideal completed state. And then the world is good for God and good for man. Even when we are doing our part, God is our helper. Here is where God is our helper. When we are bringing the world to completion, we also need God's help. But God will not bring it to completion. You have to do that. The Rabbeinu B'chayi gives an example of certain things that it's not complete, but few steps are needed. His example is, To draw water, God made the water perfect. We don't have to make the water. The water is made by God, but the water is under the ground. No, you got to bring the water from under the ground to the top of the ground. So he's using the mushroom. There was a galgal, there was that wheel. You got to turn the wheel. All you need to do, even there, you got to turn the wheel. There's got to be a bucket. There's got to be a string. Just, he's giving practical examples. means even though Hashem brought it almost to its tr- completion, meaning God wants you to drink the water, God is giving water to you. But God put the water under the ground. Why did God put it under the ground? Because Hashem wants for me to make the effort to schlep it up. But that's a few steps. What would be, He says... a a scenario where Hashem did something and for it to be, or to come to its completed state, there are many, many more intermediary steps that are needed, will be if the only way to draw up the water is by having this much larger wheel that can only be turned by a behemoth, those mills, many more steps are needed. It's all the same thing, but here I have to get a behemoth, I have to tie the behemoth to the wheel, and the behemoth, and I have to lead the animal. So more steps. And the movement of the animal will bring up the water from the bottom of the well to the, so, so, to the periphery, right to the surface of the ground. Now, all of those steps that are being used by our effort, whether it is, some of it is human effort. That means a person is doing their exertion. Some of them can be direct. Some of them can only be done if there's also a kelly. I need a wheel. So you have to make a wheel. So God needs for people to make the wheel, right? Mitzuoyim and Shnei bottom you know, between the between the man and the keli and, the, and the, in the between, which is the animal, all of that, if any one of them will get ruined, then you won't have the Shlemus needed. The Shlemus is, God is giving you water and God is giving me water, but God wants me to be involved in that, in this scenario and every step in between, are now the ones doing their part, bringing to its fruition. Everything he says, is really God's world. Because in every step, which will be necessary for me, or for the keli, or for the behemoth, they can malfunction that is where we say to avishter batelphon here god is helping but we say god is helping god is not helping to make water god is making the water certain things god needs god wants god made the world Davke that we have to do our part and now even there of course we need to have a god's help god's Siyua, god's ezer be'ezra hashem and we're going to bring it all back into the bitachon later But it's important to know that you have these two options. Sometimes things are there. Sometimes steps are needed to make them as God wants them to be. Okay. Now, he wants to prove that. How God really requires for us to do some sort of effort. And without that, the desired result will not come to be, even though God made it. And the example is, page 82, if someone needs food, even if the food is placed in front of him already in a ready state, think about it. If you won't lower your hand, stick it into the food and bring it up to your mouth and chew on it, you're going to remain hungry. God made food for mankind or the food for animals for animal kind. Whatever, or food for the plant life. By the way, plants don't make an effort, right? They just sit in the sun and they get their nutrients. We're not plants. We got to chew, you got to chew it. And even drinking, in other words, you got to raise the cup to your mouth. He wants to point out is that you look, look at the world and you'll see what God wanted from the world. And you see that in almost everything, God wants for us to make an effort for that to come to its desired purpose. And furthermore, that's, that's, that's if you're lucky to have someone making food for you. But look at nature. What, what is growing from the ground? wheat. So, what does God want from us? All of these steps. Right? You gotta harvest it, and you have to winnow it, and you gotta finally get the grains, then you have to grind the grains, and then you have to knead it, then you have to bake it. Even more. If you have to go buy the food oh now it gets really fun but the goal is just to eat we just need to eat and to go buy the food and as we know now you have to go get a job and how many steps do you need to do but all of that is in the realm god is feeding me god is making the food god is giving me the money. but just like in the desert i needed to chew what happens now is i have to do more steps but it's the same idea same idea is, is that hashem made one well, another. Oh, by the way it's not always that way my heartbeat is happening by god well, there are certain things that God makes them perfect, it's functioning, until when God doesn't want it to function. But there is a big part of life, look at the world and you'll see that's that's very important to Chabteh, that, that Hashem made the world, everything has a purpose, we know, not always, food was made for you, Chalant was created for you, for a yid, you go make the chalent. go earn the living to buy the meat with the inflation, okay good, so all of that is what God wants. Okay, that's what he's writing. Now he's asking the secret question. I call this secret, the secret part. First of all, that's a fact. None of this contradicts B'Toch. None of this contradicts that when I make the effort if God would not help me with my effort, my effort would go nowhere. And on the other hand, when Hashem helps me, you see, you make a little effort and there's a big bracha. But you need, when focusing on Hashem's desire for me to do my part, why? You're not going to find why in the revealed part of Torah. You're going to find these types of questions only in the hidden part of Torah. I don't consider this part of this the secret, but I call this of like Kabbalah, meaning it's the secret. So he's asking explicitly, why is it so? I do my best to be faithful, not to deviate an, 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 an inch. And there was there was a lackluster of knowing why. He's going to argue that after knowing why, we have the power for Hashem to interact with us in a way in which much less work will need to be done on our part. That's what happens when you know the soot. You get to use it. And this is not a sin. Like We're not, we're not tricking the system. You know, this is not just a theoretical why there'll be certain wise, well, he'll say, I don't know, not I don't know, it can be because of A or B or C or D, so then you're still in the dark. Here he's going to write why. Reason number one, let's begin, page 83. He's going to give a total of two reasons, and that's it. One reason, that God makes it so that man is obligated to be part of these many steps to bring about whatever needs to happen is is page 84 Hashem created us in a world where at times we will be tested by God. He doesn't write over here, why does God test us? It's another discussion. Hasidus has a lot on that. Kabbalah has a lot on that. But let's stay focused on what he's saying. There is something called a test. Now, and what's the purpose of the test? Not whether you're going to get a 100 or whatever failing rate is, 60. No. The purpose of the test is either to see if we're gonna to choose to be faithful to God's commandments, or if we're gonna rebel against God's commandments. That's the test. Will I do what God wants for me? Or because of the circumstances, which will be difficult, and it looks to me like the way out, or the way in, or the way to getting my goals will be following a path that's against the mitzvahs, what path will I choose? And therefore, God, first of all, made us in a way to have many needs. People have many needs. Then God creates the world in a way, like we just mentioned, that not everything is met. Not everything is mushlam. If everything is completed by God for me, then all of my needs will be met directly by Hashem. I won't have a test. The whole concept of a test is, is that in one area of my life, I have a need. I have the need, but the need is not being met. That's called a test. If all of your needs are met, what neshoyan do you have? Nothing. When you live a life where all your needs are met, we call that ganeden. No, no, that's not this world. One way of defining this world is is that, first of all, even to know what your needs are, you get clarity in that. And then there's so many things. Many times the needs are overly met. You're eating too much, you know, etc. But I'm saying, let's speak about the healthy normal, he's not going into completely mashogana in world, but it applies to everything. You have needs and the needs have to be met. So he says if there is a person, right, who's lacking in food, in drink, in malbush, um in umishko, okay, and all the other needs. People have to be married, people have all types of needs. And now all of these needs are not met directly by God. Like we said, even food. Even if you're a to have food placed on your plate, you still have to chew. I have to do things to meet those needs. So he says like this. God will make sure through people's lives, not for you, but out there theoretically, that some of that person's needs will be met, and some of those needs will not be met. That's life. And now, in '86, as a result, many times I'll have opportunities to meet a need going against the mitzvah, and that's called the test. The person is hungry. And the only food available is treif. I'm not speaking about pikoach nefesh. Any, just think about any scenario. Or the way of making the living is uh, not that kosher, not that ethical. etc., etc., etc. If I would not have a need to make a living, and with any other need, nothing would be a test. And God wants us to be tested. And that's the way God tests us. And now we have to choose how to meet it, how not to meet it why does god have to test us is another question but just be aware of that. or let me word it differently be aware of the fact that if you are so resolved if i'm so resolved never to fail the test of mitzvahs i'm gonna do what god wants regardless if my commitment is that deeply ingrained in me there's no purpose for me to be tested and i want to have a lack or if someone is tested and they overcome the test, they make that one choice at that one moment that they're not going to break God's laws. God will remove the test because they passed the test. Yes. Avraham Avinu. I mean, be Every test. Let me word it this way. Don't think it was easy for him to 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 get it, to to overcome the test. He's only rewarded for overcoming the test. To pass the test because there wasn't a sign for him. Avram Avinu was not tested in an area where where it was obvious that he's not going to fail. It's a proof to this, the opposite. Reason number two. We can come back to this, but let let this, this is a lot of information. This is Mamasha Soid, page 87, reason number two. The second reason why God makes the world in a way that a lot of what needs to happen, bishleimus, is only when I choose to be part of the siboy's what he calls, to, 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 to be part of the cause, is because, he writes in the negative, if a human being would not have to make any effort... And again, all of a person's needs would be met directly by God. It means God will make the world in a way that everything is perfect and you are placed in Ghana then just to benefit from God's beautiful world. We have a nature that when we have too much free time, I'm quoting what he's saying, we're going to fail. Let me read his words. A person will rebel against God. A lot of the ill of the world today, where people are confused in certain areas that for the recorded history mankind was not confused in, is coming because people's needs are met nowadays for most people, not to the person Chaswash Allah who's suffering, but much easier generally as they were met in previous generations. When making a living right before the industrial revolution, that meant that you worked for 12 hours on the field. I can speak for a man. Came home at night, you were exhausted. You know, the Mishnah says in Pirkei Yavis, work and trade, you won't have time to sin. I'm saying if a person is very busy, it keeps them out of trouble. When people have a lot of free time, then, again, there are exceptions. But that is where, on one hand, how great is that? Finally, I can relax. Okay, what will one do in that relaxed time? Ideally, theoretically, the person is gonna do more chesed, even to you, in a kosher way. Good, and you're gonna learn more Torah, to you, for others, all beautiful. Sometimes a person has so much available time that they open themselves to something that they never would have dreamt of, something not that kosher. But now that they have that much free time, would say, this is a Musadika way. Let me just finish reading, and I'm going to tell you how the Rebbe words this in the positive side. It's all the same thing. And, and he quotes, he quotes, from the Chumash, Yishman, Yishudan is the name of the Jewish people, that when the Jewish people got fat, they kicked God. Maybe the word in English is to be spoiled. God made us that way. That when a person is spoiled, it's much harder for them to behave. And Taka, he quotes from Pirkei Yovitz, that great is the yoke of learning Torah, together with the yoke of making a living. Because when a person um, submits oneself for both, work is universal. On top of that, you're not from... Then you'll forget the sin not because you're a tzaddik we're not tzaddikim, but because we're one of time let me let me i'm going to quote a statement of the rebbe not one statement but the Rebbe has a theme uh, you can argue it's a third reason could be you can argue it's a positive way of wording it whichever way god wants us to be partners in creation. A person who is a khalik mal malmamish, a person who is a little stickle of God, is godlike. And God is busy creating or God is a mashpia or any other way you want to word it. When I am not godlike because I'm not creating, I'm not giving, that disconnects me from God and I'm more vulnerable to get involved in activities that I would not have done otherwise. I think it's more or less the same. It's just a, 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 a Hasidic way of wording this concept. The Rebbe normally doesn't speak in the negative and the Rebbe always quotes from Shara So I think it's the same. The concept is, is that people have to be doers we're not, God could have made me to be just a non-doer. No, because God put himself in us, which he did. We have an Ashamallah. And therefore, we will only be realizing who we are when we are more like Hashem. And Hashem is a creator. And every effort that we make, I know, of course, not God is a creator. Mama is a creator. Yesh Yayan. we have nothing like that, true. But for what a human being is able to, the more active we are, then the more we are like Hashem. Hashem brought food into the world, purposefully, like wheat, and now we are in and, and the more we are godlike, we always have freedom of choice. A person can do the most Godly act, that's the way Hashem made us, and the next second, choose to do the opposite. I know that. But as a whole, we all know that from ourselves. The more a person is involved in doing then the less vulnerable they are for sinning. The Barabbin HaMachai is not asking, why did God make a Yetzir Hara? That's other questions. These are big questions, but that's the way it is. There is a Yetzir Hara, and there is a forever, till Mashiach, internal struggle. We are strugglers, and we are warriors. And when it comes to engaging in battle, Hashem made the world in a way where there's a lot to our benefit. (coughs) And when a person has a lot stacked against them. Many times people perceive it that way. They take a cry out to God and they tell God, it's not fear. You told me in the Torah that you want me to do A. For me, that's so difficult. It's a good time. Whatever the answer is. Or maybe we don't have an answer. So knowing that the reason why Asha made the world, and everyone <coughs> has their own Hashgach pratis, which is amazing. means everyone right now is in a place where certain things are being done for them and certain things they have to make happen. Everyone. Kind of a person that they're the Yashin, that they inherited, they won the lottery. Doesn't mean that there's many things that they have to do. I'm saying everyone should know where they're at, should acknowledge that there are certain areas where the shlémus of their needs is easy to come to. Less effort is needed. Maybe no effort is needed. And then in many other areas, everyone knows, Yod, there'll be areas in my life that getting what I need looks almost like impossible. There's so many things that I have to get done. And I'm doing and I'm doing and I'm doing and I'm doing, and it doesn't feel like I'm getting anywhere. Yesh v'yesh, it's all a bundle. But in the bigger picture, there's two reasons for that. Number one, some of it is for tests because whenever there was something that I know needs to happen, and I'm having a hard time of making it happen, to as much as Hashem wants of me to make it happen. There'll be moments where a door will open up and that's not a kosher door. It's going to happen to everyone. And the more I'm aiming to get to that goal and the more I tried and failed in the past, the bigger the Nesoyim it's going to be. Or if the greater the need. A person has a child that's hungry and there he's going to steal bread from the breaker. Right? That's a big sign. By the way, in that case, could be if the child is starving to death, I'm not saying, I'm not getting into halachic questions, but whenever there is a scenario, there'll be moments where people will be tested. And if everyone's needs will always be met, then there's no test. Number one. Number two, again, because since we have to make things come to their shleimos, but we have to do our part that keeps us busy, keeping us away from sin, and that, aligns us to Hashem keeping us away from sin and this concept of sin and not sinning or in the positive doing the mitzvahs or choosing not to do the mitzvahs is mamish what we're here for that's but he's not addressing that part okay now here comes the powerful liner 87 on the bottom um i'm sorry uh, at page 89 Page 89. Now that we said these are the two reasons, when a person chooses to strengthen oneself in the service of God by choosing to be in awe Hashem and by choosing and working on oneself to have bitokhin on Hashem or in Hashem. And bitokhin is both in my divine service and in my worldly service. When the person chooses to turn away from any... Inappropriate character trait, the chaysev, and the person at least yearns, desires, to develop or to acquire, if needed, better character traits. And such a person who was given by God a certain amount of freedom, of time, and the person through their action in the past didn't rebel. Because they had that free care, They use that time to do more good. God won't take away that peace from him or from her. And God will make the Hashgachah protest their life in a way that very little effort. There's always some effort. You always have to chew your food. But very little effort will have to be exerted. Because you pass the test. Even when you are afforded freedom, you're not using that freedom to go away from God. Or let me use the words of the Rebbe in the positive. If a person was afforded a lot of freedom, let's just as a muscle from pursuing a livelihood. So they had freedom of time. That's free time, that extra, extra time, that open time. And they use that time, let's go back to this word that a person has to be a co-creator. We have to be a mashpia. You know what? You can be mashpiyah only in Torah and mitzvahs. I'll take the Jew that's a koilu person, even if he's not learning with other yidim. That's also, he's a co-creator, he's being machadosh in Torah. For sure, if he's teaching another yid. No, it's this idea that we have to be aligned with God, that we have to be mashpiyam, could happen pure in Torah and mitzvahs. So we have all of the benefits. So this is a person that was tested, or you're right, I, I take what I you make a good point. Sometimes God tests a person nonetheless, but there's a concept he's saying that the more a person understands the bigger picture, the bigger picture is, is that the only reason why God made the world in a way where everyone has to be making effort, not only in Yiddishkeit, but in worldly matters, is because God is leaving the venue open for us to be tested. And in order for us not to have too much available time, which will make us more vulnerable for sin. If we address that, we will have a much easier life. That's a very big state. Some effort will always be needed. Certainly in Yiddishkeit, we will also always have effort that is needed. Because we have to be like God. So we have to be doing. You're doing a mitzvah. You're creating a mitzvah. Most people are not afforded that much luxury. Most people need to spend a certain amount of time partially addressing their needs. Think about how much time a person wastes on sleeping. I know waste is the wrong word, but God forbid saying self-care is what God wants from us. You got to do that. No, there's need. You're, you're, A person is using up a lot of their time to meet physical needs. You have to eat. Maybe eating should not take up that much time. But for some people, for whatever reason, eating takes up time. Even if, even if you have the food, and for most people, getting the food takes up, a, takes up a bulk of your life. For most people, the majority of their time. If you understand why God made it so, that Abbeinu Baha'i is saying that you'll have a life in which, page 90, instead, that God will make your life in a way that you will be sustained without any exertion, without any hard work. He's not saying you'll become a billionaire. We don't need to be a billionaire. You'll have all of all of your needs will be met. How great is that? And what about all of the testing? <clears throat> so either you've passed the test in the past, Right. one way of wording it is that Hashem Avinu tested Avram in the areas where there was a theoretical possibility for him to fail. Hashem never tested Avram in an area where it was so ingrained in him that no matter what, he'll never do that, he was never tested. I would say that none of us will be tested to murder. We'll do it. Even when we're to murder. I don't think a Jew can, I don't think no one should, that's the test. Someone breaks into your house and you're obligated to defend yourself. Look at Jewish history. Look at what we did when the Nazis came. How how much did we defend ourselves? Not to minimize the heroes that did and understand. I'm just saying that we're not violent people. I don't think Eden are tested with violence. We are Betava, we're and we're bishanim, we're gemilchhasonim. We have other tests. So in an area where it can go either way, I'm tested. Even for us, when something comes up that is completely out of our out of our reality, it doesn't even call our attention. We don't even see it. It's not talking to me. Then came Eil. I mean, I Eil mean, was the biggest believer. That's an exception. God gave the the right to test him, to test him, and it took so much until he even felt tested. Look what happened to him. But at some point, he was tested. Now, this is a very big statement. You're not gonna find this that common, not in Svarim that we learn, that he's telling you that if you address these two reasons for why we have to work, God will remove the need for you to work very hard. You know what the problem with this is is that look out there in the world and you will find Sadiqim that will not fail the test of god you will find Sadiqim that uh, don't use any extra time that god gifts him or her for misbehaving every time every time they have a couple of extra time they do something either neutral, which is okay, or a mitzvah. And still, their calendar, their life, Ashgach hapratis is not such a free calendar. That's going to be page 91. I want to leave this for next week. It's too much information. But he's going to, give, he's going to speak about this. He's not going to retract from what he said. So we basically, I mean, if you're looking for a shortcut, we learned we learned a shortcut. But the goal was not to learn a shortcut. The goal is is that we're going to we're gonna speaking about vitachim, and it's important. I think the best muscle for me was the fact you have to chew your food, you have to put the food in your mouth. That it, 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 everything is God, and then there is an area where I have to do my part with God's help. In the areas where it's all God, it's all God. Don't say like the Rebbe says, ever not all so God, we should acknowledge certain things that God. it's God's complete. And then there are areas that I'm obligated to bring things to Shleimus. And that's the way God wants it, and these are the reasons, and here are the ways of addressing the reasons of just being more loyal to God. Everyone is tested. If you passed all of your tests today, that's what he's saying and you begin to use more freedom that God will afford every yid, amen, as it says, what's Yomais Your Yomais HaMoshiach, the Rabbim writes will be an era, and we are definitely entering this era in which uh, generally, you know, there are people that are suffering, and the God, Hashem should bless everyone. Mm-hmm. But generally, I think that I have a lot more free time than my grandfather. And I think that goes to all of us just you know, Amazon shopping for me. I hate shopping. <laughs> no, for me, it's a big thing. What do I do with that with that extra time? That, that's, that's, my, that's the thing. But if a Yid is going to say now that at the end of the day, if I would be given the lifestyle of my great-grandfather, then I would not be able to learn that extra hour. And clear. And the word clear. The reason why God put us in the world where we have that freedom of time is because humanity came to a point where we learned how not to Abuse mamish, take God's blessing and turn it into something negative which sometimes happens. You know, people say that mankind was never as unhappy as they are today because they have that much free time. In other words, that's what he's speaking. But if I learn from my life to make sure to acknowledge the blessing of having less stress and less need for work, God doesn't tell me to work to have two steaks a day. That's my terrible choice. I have to know what my needs are. I'm not speaking that we should leave like paupers. But people should know what they need and not to live beyond their needs. And how much effort do I have to make to get those needs? And he's telling me that if I am committed to God, that I will do what you want, God. And if getting my needs needs met means breaking your mitzvahs, I'm not going to do that. And when I am afforded the break, I'm going to use that time. You can even rest. He's not saying, not sin. Don't sin. Self-care and halavai. Do a mitzvah, learn Torah. God will continuously make your life in which much less will be needed from you. And to add what the Rebbe says, I I have to be like God, the Mashpiya. Be a Mashpiya directly in holy things. Every time you do a mitzvah, you're Mashpiya. When you light the candles, you're lighting up the world. You're godlike. And when you eat kosher, when you keep Shabbos, and when you learn Torah, okay. So we we have that. Then there are exceptional cases and we view that as exceptional cases which will be next week which is a very sad topic of you see people that are there and still their life doesn't get easier yeah um, you said that there's some things that the effort is very clear like right? if you want bread you have to take the wheat and, and do whatever you need to do but there is a lot of gray area for example which like uh, let's say you want something and you don't know how much effort you need to put in order to get that thing, if you put too much effort, that means you don't have enough emulat. And if you don't, if you put too mm-hmm. little effort, he's that gonna, means he, you don't have enough ishtar, the, and, and we're, get, we're getting there. So there is, there is like a golden place. To there be is. Well, he's going to speak about it,
1: and he again, he's not going to
0: give a formula because everyone has to get, and every case is a case, correct? But he's not putting it yet together with talking He's bringing. We're learning this week and next week the other side of the coin. But it's important to get this concept. I gotta chew my food. I'm not gonna chew my food, then I will go hungry. And not just that, but if you chew your food really, really well, it helps your, your, your food more so. There you go. So. Oh, oh, good point. You see, God made it in a way, yeah. I was always told that, that, I chew too quick, you chew slower, you'll get more nutrients. And digestion. Everything, so God, that's what God wants. You're, you're working less, then uh, you won't get that, you won't get that, that, that nutrients, okay? Vitamin D we still get by doing nothing, right? What? We're like a plant, I think, for vitamin D. So no free Ishtazos. Time. Just God. Well, oh, you got to do it. you got to go out into the sun. We're in the sun the whole time. Come on. Okay, say that. We're in LA. Okay, come on, here. God gave us everything. So is the free time that Hashem gives us a test? Let me word it this way. I'm not going to say it's a test. I'm going to say that not having, a, he says, not having a need met is a test. What's the test? That's because there'll be opportunities the whole time to get it to get it met by sinning. That's the shot test. Can you repeat it? Sure. Are you still recording? Yeah. A person, uh, whatever they think about a need, eating, right? A person needs to eat. Not kosher. For us, not the highest level. Of, not the highest We just came off the nineties. A great mushroom. We Ashkenazim, we don't eat meat by the nine days, we don't eat by the nine days. Meat has a certain type, people need iron, they need protein. People feel it's a test. They can even have an argument that they need the meat, if they make a scene for sure, they can have the meat. I'm just saying that everyone in their level, God, this is because God is mamashash goch God is really running the world, God knows where I'm at. And if I don't need iron, I don't need this, it won't even be a test. That's a test. It's not even a taiva. There's certain things that I need. And I can get them kosher, and I can get them for people like us. I don't think God tests us. Not, not kosher. We're not there. Thank God. But an madrega madregan, right? Some people, it's good, for example, to eat chal of Yisrael. I'm not saying people chal of stand they can lean on Rav Moshe. It's a test. <clears throat> and many, many things. Test. It's only a test because you, you, you want that. If you wouldn't even need that, you wouldn't want it and you no test. Free time is different. Free time means Hashem is making your life easier. But then when my life becomes easier, what am I doing with that freed up time? What am I doing with my freed up time? And again, he's not saying that a person has to be on 24 seven, God forbid. Self-care is a mitzvah with the right amount, but am I properly using my time? I would say that many people in our generation, because of the gift of Hashem in the world now, we're entering Yemai Samashiach. I think that's where most people fail. They don't fail with sinning. Malkashris, that's the biggest sin today in quantity. We waste. Wasting your efforts and wasting your time, waste, I'm talking about waste. Not you have to work like a machine, no, no, but the Like, think about how much time yesterday, a little bit more, I could have done a little bit more. Everyone can say they could have done a little bit more. That's. And the more people become more conscious and they actually they waste less time, he's saying that God will give you more and more free time. Imagine a woman who has a lot of younger children, just think about what happens. And then they grow up. A person has to be ready, mature, to make sure that they do something constructive with all of the time that God gifted them. And what happens gradually, what happens? The amount of time that people have with kids is almost 24 seven. Only young people can do it. That's why God gives children to young people. And so all the older person has no kayak. But then think about what happens afterwards. Things are so much easier. When you become a grandparent, you look, you see how much your kids are working, you say, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. But then that should be a question of, okay, so what, wait, one second, so what am I doing with all that time? Because if they're able not to sleep for 10 nights in a row, and I'm getting my, my I am rested, New God is saying new. so do something more. And he's saying that when we talk about do more, God takes away more concerns. God directly meets more the needs. It's a big statement, this. Not that sometimes there are exceptions, that's next week. But that's the cloud, that's the way it works, that's the fabric of the universe. Work with it, not against it, and things will get better. For you and for me, Amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is big stuff.